Welcome to Backyard Bets. I am Jacob Brown, joined by Tyler Fabian. It was another big weekend. In co- I mean, th- this year in college football in the NFL is just not disappointed whatsoever. Baseball, the championship series ended in both leagues. The Astros and the Phillies are going to the World Series. Hockey season has kept going. And it's funny, the one hockey bet that I gave, I said, there is no way that Seattle goes in and beats the Avalanche. Well, Seattle beat the Avalanche, of course. Uh, it happened. Yeah, you know, sometimes you have with these cup winning teams, it's like you won't take a game like that seriously when you got 82 to think about. But I thought, like, still, I mean, it's Seattle we're talking about here, second year team. It's not like the Vegas Golden Knights that first year in the league, they went to the cup final. And then uh, NBA, again, uh, you know, for those of you that are here for that, not really following that. Uh, and I've actually been talking to some friends of mine. They want us to get into some UFC if possible. And I know some friends that know some stuff about that. So, uh, might start doing some UFC coming up soon as well. But Tyler, um, big weekend in college. How did you do in your picks? Oh, I did pretty well. Um, honestly, I can't remember what we, which ones we kind of talked about on the pod. I know we talked about UCLA. Definitely did miss out on that one. Um, mm. I can't remember if we talked about the Duke-Miami game on the pod, but I was talking about it. Um, I did yeah. like that game the cover. I even took them on the money line. I wish I would have sprinkled a little more on that money line. I thought that 10-point spread was absurd for them, considering they're at a very similar level to UNC. They showed it when they played UNC the week before, and Miami's trash. I think it was really shown that last weekend when Duke went in there and dominated that game. But um, other than that, did did all right. Not pretty decent. Um, definitely had some good picks. But, you know, like we said, it was kind of like a break week, so I didn't really have a lot. Exactly. So, yeah. Yeah, no, that's exactly what I was about to add. I was like, well, we did say it was our bye week. You know, we weren't, and you, you know, you still had a pretty good week, so that's good. But, I mean, going into this week, uh, there's some good games. I mean, your guys, Michigan State, they're going to be playing Michigan that annual matchup. I say it, no matter how Michigan State or Michigan is playing, they always step up for that game. That game is always good, always down to the wire uh, every year. You have Ohio State and Penn State this weekend, uh, TCU and West Virginia, where you know, m- maybe you wouldn't look at that game and say, oh, that's scary. But, you know, this might be a trap game for TCU. They, they, they have a tough schedule. they got to keep going here. Oklahoma State, Kansas State, that'll be a good one. Cincinnati and UCF uh, could be decent, although it was funny. Lee Corso on game day, everyone thought he leaked that game day was going to be going to Orlando if UCF won, and they lost. To East Carolina, unreal. And you texted me; they might be on my uh, shit list for picks. Uh, UCF now, so just funny. Uh, UCF choking there. Kentucky and Tennessee. Tennessee, you're not getting any breaks. You beat Bama. You got to go face to Kentucky. You got to beat Georgia. Uh, then you got to beat Bama again. Even if you do those two things, rigged. Uh, then you got uh, Michigan State, Michigan. Like I said, Ole Miss and AM. Shame on Ole Miss once again. Another team spoiling a chance to have an undefeated team facing Alabama to try and dethrone them. I I still think Ole Miss is decent, but they just proved they're not going to beat Alabama if they're losing a game like that. So, Tyler, what what games are you looking at this week? I I gave you the ranked games, but there's probably some sneakers in there too. And uh, what about the Jayhawks too? Don't want to forget about the Jayhawk watch. Yeah, let's just kick us off with the Jayhawk watch. Uh, Last weekend was rough. They were being blown out 28-3 to three or something like that. I had to turn it off. I couldn't watch it. It was, it was kind of bad. But they got I back into it late in the game, late second half. 
Um, they lost by 12. I got the line in at 11. I mean, I obviously lost that, but I think the issues that they're starting to run into is that teams have figured out they really don't have the greatest defense. Um, I do like the offense still, even with the backup quarterback, but their defense has become an issue. It's kind of suspect a little bit. Um, it makes it so that they're, you know, hard to stay in games. Uh, they have to fight to get back into it the last few weeks. They are on by this week, so we don't really have to worry about that. But I just we, – we did want to hit on that and have our Jayhawk watch. Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, but, I mean, what, what, would, what would you lead off with here? I mean, let, let's do it differently this week. What is your best pick of the week? Um, I, right now, because it's a Monday, I don't have my best pick. I like to have save that for a little bit later in the week. It wasn't nothing that screamed out, that's amazing, like Arkansas against BYU a few weeks ago when Arkansas <laughs> was at one. Like, you yeah. knew right then and there, that, that was a lock of the week. But I will say, I do really do like – Ohio State favored by 15 and a half on the road against Penn State. I can't yeah. believe Penn State made their whiteout game last week against Minnesota and not this week against Ohio State. You know, Penn State always shows up for that whiteout game. They always have a great performance, whether it's a win or loss for their big game. But I do like Ohio State on this line. I think the Ohio State's offense is too good. We saw it against Iowa. I think Iowa's starting to have their cracks in their defense. They're on the field for 50 minutes of that game because the offense is pathetic. The fact that they're still able to put 50 points up against that great defense that everyone thinks is good on Iowa, which I do too, Ohio State, give me that 15 and a half. Wow. Hey, uh, Penn State didn't play the best against Minnesota. That was way too close uh, in a game leading up to Ohio State. And, uh, you know, we, we, we know Penn State does not always rise to the occasion. They already have a loss on the season, and it's just – yeah, I, I, I don't know if it'll be by 15. It probably will be. But another thing here, too, Ohio State should be the best team in the country. Uh, I think they're number one right now. I don't think Georgia deserves to be the number one ranked team. I think Ohio State clearly has a better offense. I mean, they, they can produce on offense. C.J. Stroud is a better quarterback than Stetson Bennett. And, you know, you could say, well, you know, Georgia just won the national championship, benefit of the doubt. Well, they lowered Georgia to three at one point, so they've shown precedent this year to lower Georgia. I think Ohio State is the best team in the country. I actually don't disagree with you. I think Ohio State is the best team in the country as of right now. However, I do see Tennessee losing to Georgia in a few weeks, and I do see Tennessee kind of falling falling a little bit off. I would love for Tennessee to ride the tail and get into the playoffs, but I do kind of see that happening. But with that being said, based on the resume and who they beat and ranked wise, they beat in Pitt. I'm not a big fan of Pitt. They beat in Pitt. They beat Alabama. I do think Tennessee should be ranked number one, but I think Ohio State is the best team in the country right now. Wow. So you're saying even Tennessee over Georgia? Just based, I, I think Georgia's the better team, but obviously we got to see that play out a little bit. But based on the resume that they have, Tennessee has multiple um, ranked. Uh, wins, whether no matter how you feel about Florida or Pitt or any of yeah. those teams that did be, they were ranked at the time. Resume wise, they have the, like some of the most ranked wins. They have a strength of schedule, and let's not forget they did beat Alabama, who was ranked three in the country at the time. I think resume wise, they're number one team, but I th- I don't disagree. I think Ohio State is the best team in the country, and I've been saying that for weeks now. Wow. Hey, I mean you're probably right, but we know the uh, committee politics. All right, what, what are some other picks that we uh, that we have this week? 
Um, some other picks we had this week. I want to stay away from TCU. Let's just put that out there. TCU, I, I could feel a little bit of a track game coming for uh, West Virginia just because uh, TCU has gone through the gauntlet. Great win after great win after great win. Now they're on the road. What kind of helped them through that gauntlet is that they were home for some of those games, but now they hit the road. Uh, definitely what I wanting them to win this game, wanting them to uh, ride the Big 12 a little bit, keep it more interesting, but I'm staying away from that on that aspect. But a game I do kind of am looking to like is Arkansas at Auburn this weekend. Ooh. Arkansas is favored by four. I like Arkansas in this game. Auburn, I'm still a little skeptical on who they are. And they show up. They don't really show up. I just don't I don't like Arkansas. It's a personal thing for me right now. I'm taking Arkansas in this game. I like that. I mean, Arkansas, you know, listen, they, they've underperformed since the beginning of the season where they had high expectations and maybe unwarranted. But, uh, you, you know, listen, they, they hit for you with BYU. You got to go with what you trust with betting, too. And that, that's something that, that's a philosophy with betting. I mean, you, even if maybe some people aren't all, all going to agree with it, if you consistently throughout the year, like, hey, I've been following this team, it's doing well, you can stick with teams and, and follow that. That's a good thing to stick by. Yeah, and kind of st- going with the trend of sticking with stuff, I've hit on Iowa a lot this year for the under. I did not take it against Ohio State just because I think Ohio State's offense is good, back to them being a number one team. But Iowa this weekend, they're 11-point favorites at home against Northwestern. How can Iowa be 11-point favorites when they can't even move the football and score? I think Northwestern is atrocious, too. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, Iowa's defense is going to show up and really perform in that game. I think Iowa will actually be able to move the ball a little bit more in this game just because they're playing Northwestern. But they play low-scoring games outside of the Michigans and Ohio States of the world. I see this being a little bit closer. I would take Northwestern on this line just because <laughs> Iowa has no offense. You know, just If they come out and start scoring touchdowns, okay, I could see them covering. But let's see what they've provided for us this year. No offense, great defense. Stick to, Stick into it. That's always Iowa. And at some point, there needs to be a regime change. I just don't see how Ference is still the coach. You know, when you just keep rolling out an offense that's like this, I mean, you can say, hey, well, if you fire me, you're going to lose that elite defense. Well, it hasn't worked. I mean, maybe you need a little bit of a philosophy change in Iowa, especially with some big teams coming to the Big Ten and being added to it, you know, which would kind of lower Iowa in the, in the, uh, the tier list in the Big Ten. I mean, Iowa, I do believe they need a new coaching change. Um, definitely someone that has an offensive mindset to come in there and make them a little bit more, ex- I wouldn't say explosive because they've never historically been super explosive, but someone that ignite a spark in that offense so they could possibly become a little bit, you know. Yeah, like a dual threat quarterback or something. Yeah, or, you know, they always have good talent in running back and tight ends, but they just need a new offensive, they need a new offensive mindset in there for sure. Absolutely. Um, what else? I mean, I, I'm looking out over here. Are you going to bet Michigan State, Michigan? No, absolutely not. I can see Michigan blowing Michigan State out this weekend. But to your point, Michigan State, historically, at least for the last 10 decade or so, uh, do, do show up for these games. So that's also why I am avoiding it at the same time. Yeah, I, I think you could be right, though. This is the first year where there's a clear – like a really clear difference between the two. And and so you might see it, but 22 is a lot. 22 is a lot uh, for, for a rivalry game like this. Um, 
You got Kentucky, Tennessee on there, minus 12 and a half. Uh, this, this one, it's, I don't know, because for me, if Tennessee can win by that line, that's impressive. And, and you're showing that you definitely are the team that people think you can be. And if you can win that game before going into Georgia against a quarterback like Will Levis, that's a great game. This is a very underrated game for Tennessee. And But the thing is that with that quarterback play of Levis, do you think that could make this a closer game? Because people forget, Kentucky was top 10, ranked in the top 10 before they went and lost two games. Uh, you know, So they had something earlier, much like Arkansas, beginning of the year, really hyped up, and then they've kind of trailed and gotten lower throughout the year. So what do you think about this game? So I'm looking at this game and I'm going, it's not necessarily about the quarterback play for me. Because if that's the case, give me Hendon Hooker and those points all day. It's Tennessee plays Georgia next week. Are they going to be looking ahead? Because obviously the matchup Tennessee has for the rest of their slate and schedule is Georgia. However, I still like Hendon Hooker. I would still take this line with Tennessee. I do like Kentucky. I really do. I've liked what they've been doing. I want to root for them this weekend. I really do. But Tennessee's offense is a little bit too explosive for me right now. I like Hendon Hooker. I think he is that man. Give me the give me the line. I like it because it's under 14. It gives me that touchdown, those two-point uh, little spread a little bit. Give me Tennessee in the line. Uh, this one, to me, I mean, talk about lock of the week. I don't know how you didn't. Cincinnati, minus one over UCF all day. Yeah, UCF, what, I can't believe they lost that game last week against East Carolina, but part of me is like, maybe they were looking ahead. Let's give them a little bit of a benefit. You know, if they show up this weekend, we can definitely clearly chalk that up so they were looking ahead. But I would have to agree with you. Give me Cincinnati at that one-point line. Yeah, I mean, they're ranked going in number 20. Not like they're 24 like they were going into last week. They're, they're going up. And listen, they were top four last year, and all they really lost, I mean, they lost more than just Desmond Ritter, but that you know, they're they're much similar. You know, they're not that different from last year's team. Um, anything else? Yeah, I do. Um, so I do have the Oklahoma State Kansas State game. Uh, personally, I'm not a fan of Kansas State. It's just not. I never really have been. They just don't have that excitement for me. But this goes back to part of our issues with the rankings. Kansas State is favored by a point and a half, but Oklahoma State is apparently a top ten team in the country. Make it make sense, people. Um, obviously, Vegas is a little bit more ac- accurate in some of these lines, but sometimes they're, they're a little bit off. It happens. But um, give me Oklahoma State. I just don't like Kansas State. They just, they just don't excite me. At least Oklahoma State can excite me when I watch the game. So give me that one. And then we'll hit, the, hit it off with my last one. Just going with our earlier trend. What have you stuck to all year? I think you know where I'm going to go with this. Give me UNC three and a half against Pitt. Yeah, you know, I mean, North Carolina's they, they have fallen under the radar. You could argue that could be higher than 21. I mean, they're, they're better than Cincinnati. If they play Cincinnati tomorrow, they're beating Cincinnati. So uh, I think they should be ranked a little higher. Pitt, you know, coming off an ACC championship for them, the drop off from Kenny Pickett to what they have now is massive. Uh, Cincinnati's been able to deal with it a lot better. Obviously, strength of schedule in the AAC is a lot different. Let's see Cincinnati next year in the Big 12, um, which is why this UCF game is, is going to be big for them because they're going to be Big 12 rivals come next year. So um, 
which is another interesting part of that game. I mean, next year, this is a Big 12 matchup, Cincinnati-UCF. You don't think about it like that at all right now, and, and this it really basically is. Um, so that's cool. Um, but, yeah, and then uh, what about Ole Miss and uh, A&M? Ole Miss, I would probably lean towards them. I think A&M is a freaking joke this year. Um, A&M screwed themselves with their new contract with Jimbo Fisher. They have yep. to either pay a lot of money to buy him out or they have to accept him there as their head coach for the next four years. But I am so out on Jimbo Fisher. They've been a disappointment. They're, you're four or five years into the Jimbo experience there, and they've had the top recruiting class during most of that time, and they have nothing to produce for it, and they're losing to South Carolina, and they look like a mediocre joke. Ole Miss, though, they do have a little bit of their their, their faults. They're, they want to be more dynamic this year and running the football and being a little bit more conservative, and that's going to play a little bit more into how A&M can stay in this game because they do have a good defense. But yep. give me Ole Miss on that. I'm not touching it, though, just because Ole Miss is coming off that loss, and I really do want to see where they're at with this season. Yeah, no, I I agree with you. And, it, it, and FSU's gotten better. Now, obviously, different conference, and you have stuff to deal with. But I would say FSU, they're looking up while A&M's looking down right now, and that nah, that doesn't look good for them. Uh, so – Let's move on to the NFL, and and I know we usually stick to betting, but I just you know we're on a podcast. I got to ask you, what are you feeling about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers right now? Twenty-one to three loss to the Carolina Panthers. Um, I personally, my opinion, Tom Brady's not washed. I, I don't want to hear that. Uh, you know, if you're going to go there, Tyler, I think you're overreacting. But I, I think it's very much because of 60% of that offensive line is different and, and he's got to adjust. Um, and it's interesting because normally I wouldn't say that outside things could affect Tom Brady. If anything's affecting Tom Brady, it's the stuff with his family. I mean, it, he, I can say if anything about him, his body language, he looks pretty dejected and depressed. Now, he's a pretty sore loser. Uh, I mean, we all know that he hates losing. So that could very well be reason number one. And anyone reading into that could just be, you know, trying to be a psychologist or something like that. But, uh, you know, their defense, they don't have Sue. They don't have Pierre Paul anymore. So I don't think they can stop anyone like they used to. I think they still have a good defense, but they take a lot of penalties. But I feel like with Tom, that stuff's going to improve as the season goes on. It's the NFC South. You're going to win the division. You're, you're three and four and still leading. So what are your thoughts? I mean, is it panic time or what's going on? Oh, it's definitely panic time. And I'm oh, not saying God. Tom Brady is washed. I was never going to say that. But I also did say a few weeks ago, we're trash. We are absolutely trash this year. The analysis is each week, you know, we're going to see something new. We're going to see that improvement. We cannot score a touchdown to save our lives. The beginning of the season, it was like, okay, we're moving the football. We're getting it down there. We have our chances. We're just kicking field goals. The last few weeks, it hasn't even been that we're moving the football to get us the chance. And I think a part of it is the old lines issue. It definitely is. But they're trash. They are absolutely trash. I think it's a panic mode that they might not even win the division. I think the division's trash. Oh, no. Yes. The yes. Falcons are not good. Okay. Oh, hold on. Uh, I'm just going to go. The Falcons can at least up. score a touchdown a game. We, they cannot score touchdowns. If the Bucks were scoring and losing close games, like if they would have lost to the Carolina in a 21-17 game, 
close, good game, whatever. Sure, the offense cannot score points. That's an issue, and I don't see it. I don't see how they how they're gonna change that. I think play calling needs to improve for sure. But yeah, I just looked at the Falcon schedule. I was ready to tell you. Look at the Falcon schedule. It's tough. It's actually not. They have Carolina two the next three weeks. In the middle is the Chargers, who just lost to Seattle. Um, they have the Bears, the Commanders, the Steelers. Those could all be wins. They have the Saints. Uh, what was that first match? They lost by a point in the first match. So I did it. You know, best case scenario, they could be nine and eight. Hey, yeah, wow. I mean, I mean, our easy, our easier home games this year. And just so the pod is aware, I put that in parentheses. Um, that is Atlanta and Carolina the rest of this year. Our home games still consist of Baltimore this Thursday night, the Rams. We host Cincinnati. Um, we have to go play the 49ers this year. We have to go play the uh, the Arizona. I don't care what you say, how bad Arizona is. They can still move the football. Dude, it's actually a tougher schedule. I didn't even – that. I just discovered this. This is – I mean, what at the beginning of the season, you look at Seattle playing them at home. Oh, that's a decent game. They can score points. They can do something that we can't. Score points. I'm telling you, it's panic mode right now. It might actually be. I mean, you you got the Ravens, Rams two weeks in a row, then Seahawks. That you could, I mean, I don't think they'll lose all three, but that's – and then Cleveland. And, I'm, again, these aren't juggernaut teams. It's just with the what the Bucks are doing right now. Facing those teams right now is a problem. Maybe if you got your Carolina and your Saints game again and your Falcons these next three weeks, okay, let's let's patch it up, get ready for the end of the year. No, you're getting the cream of the crop basically all the way through, and then at the end you get your Carolina and your Falcons to end the year. So that that's tough. And here's that issue to that. You're looking for your easier part of the season where you can put things together. We just went through it. The last three weeks were there Atlanta, Pittsburgh, and Carolina, yeah. those were your three games where you should have shown you're putting something together and you're showing the signs of improvement. I get Carolina had the heart-to-heart with their defense to become good next week, I mean last week, but you still should have been showing something. We just went through our easy, easier part of this schedule and went one and two. It's panic mode. Yeah, wow. That's great. All right, well, I mean, picks in review. So – for the Giants game, I was right. Uh, this game, I don't know why uh, they had the Jaguars favored. I get it. They were at home. But did you see that crowd? That was that was almost all blue in that stadium right there. We're representing now. The Giants are back. You see us, 6-1. and one. It's good vibes right now. So uh, I, I had the Giants going in. They, uh, they cashed in on that. Uh, if I didn't say Dallas, I don't know why. I think we, I think we picked Dallas last week on that line. Um, uh, I picked the Jets. I do know that. That was before the Russell Wilson news. I said Jets. I picked the Raiders last week. Um, and then I don't think I had another one. Maybe I said Miami. But uh, do you have your picks from last week or remember what you picked? No, we I didn't tell you. I usually, uh, I usually write them down, but I didn't. I don't have that next to me for NFL last week. But I know I was going back and forth all week long, every single day was a new new analysis on some of these games. So I can't really remember on the top of my head. I do remember that I kind of went even for the day of what I ended up placing and what I ended up keeping and um, played. So I went kind of even on it. But 
I don't really remember what I said on the pod, to be honest with you. All right. Well, for me, at least, I mean, forwarding into this week, the Raiders moving forward over this next few weeks stretch, I'd be looking at them every week to bet them. And, and, you know, I wouldn't be shocked if they're favored in all the games coming up for them. I texted you in the middle of their game. I was like, the Raiders are one and four. I think they could be six and five, you know, most like, you know, there's going to be a loss mixed into what I'm about to say. You're not going to win all of these games or maybe even seven and four, but listen to these games. You get the saints on the road right now. They're favored. I would take them. Then they're three and four. Then they get the Jags on the road. I think that they win that game. The one and four Raiders are now four and four. Then they get the Colts at home. Colts are sitting Matt Ryan this week. Ellinger is starting against the commanders panic time in Indy and for Matt Ryan, like what's going on with him. He's looked terrible. Um, Then they face the Broncos who can't score. Then they face Seattle, which that could be content. So then they get in their tough schedule, but you could talk about the Raiders getting to potentially over 500 soon and being back in that playoff mix. But if I'm looking at betting consistently, I'd be going looking at Raiders every week. Yeah. I don't know. I think the Raiders are got a good slate coming up. I mean, I've kind of been talking about it here and there with you. I think the Raiders are a little bit better than the Broncos going into this season. I liked them at least a little bit better. I think they're definitely a better, better team than a two win team. They just have some tough games and a tough schedule. That's all. Yeah, no, absolutely. So, uh, other picks for this week, Ravens and Bucks. Are we touching this game? Or, you know, because you just talked about it. It's, it's panic time Bucks with the Bucks. Is that going to stay true with your bets? They're, the Ravens is basically a pick game at a point and a half. Take this how you please. Um, I try not to bet against my team, but and I will not be betting against my team, but I wouldn't take the Bucks here. What? So, you know. What? It's... I'm not going to bet against my team, but I wouldn't pick the Bucks here. No, like I'm not betting that game for the sole purpose I'm right, like right. against my team. So read into that however you want, but you know, not touching that game. That was uh, that was a politician answer right there. That was pretty good. That was pretty good. Uh, so what? Uh, so another game here. We got Giants at Seahawks. Another game. The Giants are not favored. Um, Seahawks are favored by three. It's a 425 game. I know I'm jumping, but it's the Giants. And uh, because they're my favorite team on the ESPN app, they come up first. And and that's just my eye caught it. So sorry, guys. But uh, Giants, let's do it again. We're going to, they're going to win this game. Did you just see Daniel Jones? This, I am actually buying into him now. A hundred uh, rushing yards with a touchdown on the ground, a passing touchdown with 200 passing yards. Saquon with another game with a hundred plus rushing yards. They don't have. Slayton just got back. It's Slayton, Wandell Robinson, and Bellinger. They, they don't have receivers right now. Odell's teasing, coming back. We already got Landon Collins back. Let's reunite the squad. Giants are going to go into Seattle, and, and uh, you know, they're going to beat him. Uh, I can see Seattle win this game, but I can also see the Giants winning this game. Um, but the thing for me, Seattle has DK that apparently towards ACL. Um, the Giants are winning against the spread. So give me the Giants on the winning against the spread for sure. Oh, yeah. uh, they definitely play some closer games, and they figured out the key to those close games, winning them. Obviously, that doesn't always correlate throughout the entire season, but I like the close game. Give me the Giants to cover. All right. Uh, we got uh, Broncos at Jack. I'm not touching this game, the London game. If Russell doesn't – we don't know about Russell yet. 
Um, so I'm not touching it. Um, I'm not touching it just yet, just because of injury reports and what's going on. But I think you'd start hitting that panic mode button in Denver. I know it's been kind of hit a few weeks ago, but you're definitely hitting it right now. But I would avoid that game. Yep. Uh, look at Panthers, Falcons. I wouldn't touch that. Minus six Falcons. I like them. I don't know. You know, I mean, who knows what that game is? Carolina. That was obviously an aberration. So we'll, we'll see about this week. Bears, Cowboys. Minus 10.5 Cowboys, that's too much. I don't care what the Bears' offense is. Dallas was not special on offense this week. It took them a little bit to get going. Um, so, I, And Chicago has a better defense than Detroit does, so I'm not, I wouldn't touch that either. Dolphins at Detroit, um, minus three Dolphins. I would take this game. This game, I would, I would hit on that. Yeah, I'm taking the Dolphins on this game. Um, I like the Lions. I like them going into the year. They had all the hype. But they're struggling right now. They're really struggling to even put up points, stay in some of these games. Give me the, give me Miami on this. Just give it to me. Yeah, that's easy. I, I don't know how the line's that close, to be honest. Yeah, I, I don't either. Yeah, and DeAndre Swift might not even play, so we'll see. Cardinals-Vikings. This is a big, this is a test for both teams. I mean, the, the Cardinals, panic mode if you lose. Cliff Kingsbury's on the hot seat. Same storyline every week. Um, but the Vikings, I think they're just a more stable team. I think they prove this week that they're the real deal. And, and maybe not beating Arizona proves you're the real deal. But I think it proves that the 5-1 and one is more valid. It's a more valid win than maybe some of their others. Beating a Kyler Murray. Uh, Minnesota's at home. Minus 3.5. I would take it. Um. I like that D-Hop is back. They finally figured out yes. some offensive woes a little bit. Marquise is out. And had a good showing with D-Hop being back. Um, I'm not touching this game. I just, I'm just not. This could change come Sunday, but all right, at this point, I'm not touching it. But I do like the – we already kind of hit on it, but I do like the Raiders at Saints. Uh, the two-point line, give that to me. I would take that all day. Uh, it's sticking with that 1 o'clock slot, though. Uh, you do have the Jets and the Patriots. New England is favored by two and a half. Ooh. This is another. This is another one where the Jets haven't just been winning against the spread; they've been winning games. It is at the under the three mark, so it kind of scares me a little bit. But I can actually see the Jets winning this game. Give me the Jets. Uh, I can see the Jets covering. The problem is Brees Hall tore his ACL, uh, so they're, they're just going to have Michael Carter back there. Uh, that's a big blow. I mean, the Jet the Jets were looking legit with all those weapons. Uh, hopefully, they can swing a trade or something. But that's a big deal. But New England can't score either, so I, I don't know. You know, so the Jets are at home. That crowd's going to be loud against a rival New England, where the Jets are actually a winning record and everything like that. So uh, I would take I would take the Jets to at least cover Steelers Eagles though. To me, way too much again. Like it, Pittsburgh just played Miami close. That, that, that was a close game. So uh, I, I don't know if I would bet this game, but I don't know if 11 is, is uh, a good line. I think 11 is too much. I'm not touching it just because of where the line is at. But just going one last thing on the on the Patriots game right there. Uh, whoever's the home team under this other those two teams right now, I think it wins the game type deal. Jets are yeah, the yeah. That's why. If we're at the Patriots right now, I'd be taking the Patriots just because they're home. But uh, I think that line too is way too much for that Steelers game, so I'm not touching it. Uh, Titans, Texans, what the heck? 
This this is my lock of the week. Minus one and a half against the Texans. Yeah. Um, give me the give me Tennessee. That line is way too low. It's basically a pick 'em game. You're picking who you're gonna win at that point. Give me Tennessee. I think Tennessee wins this game, and I'm not a fan of Tennessee. You might need to get me in touch with your bookie. The, you know, I, I the, the, that game is like what what is that line? I don't understand that. Commanders Colts. Uh, no Wentz, no Matt Ryan. Ironic. I don't know. I don't know. I, the Colts are favored right now. Minus two and a half. Ellinger is their quarterback. I think that's absurd that they're favored right now, just considering that the news is broke that despite the injury or whatever, they're looking to move Ellinger for the starter for the rest of the season, which is insane. But I haven't seen Ellinger play. I don't know what I'm getting out of him, especially in the NFL role. What is this offense going to look like? Are we going to give it to all the all the touches to Jonathan Taylor and that Naeem Himes in the backfield? Or are we going to start getting pass heavy? Are we going to be dynamic? What is it? I want to see that on tape, but I do like Tyler Heineke showed up. He's a, he's a grinder, man. He is a, he's a fighter. I mean, I, I don't know how they're the underdogs right now, but I'm not touching it just because there's too much of that back and forth. Like I just was basically doing. Right. Right. Um, 49ers Rams. I love this 49ers minus two. I would take them. McCaffrey's going to have the playbook in his mind by the time that game kicks off. Um, 49ers are getting healthier. Rams can't score. I, I would take San Francisco. Uh, give me San Francisco. Rams are having their troubles right now. Um, you know, we kind of kind of talked about it the last time. We were all were about the Rams the last time this matchup happened. But the Rams can't beat San Francisco in the regular season. They have their struggles with it. Give me the 49ers. Packers, Bills. And, and this one's interesting to me. Normally, I would not say touch these lines, but with the way that Green Bay has been playing, like I, I would almost be willing to take Buffalo to absolutely destroy the Packers on Sunday Night Football. I hate to say it. I really do, and I hate to bet against Aaron Rodgers, but I kind of like it. I kind of do. Some of the points they even got last week to even be in that game at 21 with 21 points came from the defense's turnover side. <laughs> They're having their struggles, and they're not showing signs of improvement. It's the same thing as the Bucks. Hit the panic button. You should be hitting it right now. Give me Buffalo. This is another one that I love. Cincinnati at Cleveland, Cincinnati minus three. I would take that. These lines this week are very, very, very interesting. Give me Cincinnati all day. I love Joe Burrow. Give me Joe Burrow. Yeah, I'm with you, man. The NFL – Really, really. I mean, I'm serious. Like, I might, I might get back into it for this weekend. I might. I mean, there's seven, eight games on there. I could hit on all of them. Like, that's crazy. Um, yeah. So I'm gonna do a quick NHL. Uh, this pod's coming out on a Thursday. I'm looking through Thursday's games. If you're just looking for, you know, I don't. The lines aren't out yet, so you know, I'll just give winners so that could help you maybe make your picks. I would say Panthers over Fly. Well, you know what? I'll, I'll take that back because Carter Hart, uh, the goaltender for the Flyers, is on a really nice streak to start the year. So I wouldn't I wouldn't go there yet. Uh, but the Panthers they'll probably win. Oilers Blackhawks. I'd I'd go Oilers there. The Oilers are looking to kind of get back on track. Chicago's in a rebuild. 
their record is not showing what team they actually have right now. They're three and two as of uh, Monday recording this. Um, no other Thursday games. Actually, I would take Toronto over San Jose. That's a slam dunk. San Jose's two and six as of Monday. We know what Toronto is in the regular season. Uh, playoffs, they're like the Yankees. They choke. Friday night games. I like the Penguins over the Canucks. The Canucks have been a train wreck so far. You had fans last night throwing their gear onto the ice. They have not won a game this season. Uh, Saturday, I would take the Lightning over the Sharks. Uh, the Sharks are just a very young, rebuilding team. And, and, you know, it's tough to always bet against a team in the regular season. But when you have two juggernauts that happen to go be in, going in to face the, the Sharks, that's a different story. I mean, the Penguins aren't a juggernaut. But it's Crosby and Malkin going in to face a bunch of rookies. Um, other than that, you know, I guess you could maybe go Penguins over Kraken on Saturday. Sunday, I would go Rangers over Coyotes. The Coyotes, another rebuilding team. And I don't know if you know this, Tyler, but the Coyotes, because of city uh, deals with politics and all this, the Coyotes are playing in a college arena until they can find a solution to their problem. Yeah, it's that's insane to me. I can't believe they're doing that. But um, I did kind of like most of your picks. The one on Thursday that I like in addition, though, is uh, the Bruins against the Red Wings. Give me the Boston in that. I know the Red Wings haven't technically lost at this point. They just have some ties, some good close games they've played this year. Um, great games. But uh, I'd give me Boston in that. I think Boston's going to win that just because they're a home team. I'm a big home team guy, especially for regular season. Friday, um looking at it i like some of the things you had too um didn't really have anything else that i kind of like stuck out just because they kind of hit half the games i would also actually friday jets jets over coyotes for sure oh i thought you hit that kind of i know you were talking about coyotes so i thought you kind of hit that already yeah my bad they're the home team coyotes but yeah give me the you know coyotes struggle um we look at saturdays Uh, i do like the lightning in it um but we're looking at salad Saturdays. I kind of like the Islanders. I don't know why, but I would take the Islanders, and I don't know why. I don't know against why. the defending Cup champion. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I just don't know why. I'm just like hey. every Saturday. Every now and then, you get that feeling. You know that feeling that's supposed to hit. That I don't know. That's, that's great that's advice. Nice. That you know that's great advice for the fans that listen to this. I know. You know, know, but but one thing about it, though, is the abs are traveling out east. So, you know, you go on these long road trips, and that could take a toll. And the Islanders have good goaltending. They wear down on you defensively. So it's not – it could happen. It's the regular season. Yeah, it's just one of those games I have a weird feeling. And I watch them come out and lose like 6-0 or something like that. But but anyways, there's that one. I do like the Flames and Oilers, though. Give me the Flames on that one for Saturday. Okay, hey, Battle of Alberta right there. Yeah, and then for Sunday, give me the Blackhawks. But other than that, that's pretty much all I got right now. It's a little bit harder, like you said, doing it a couple of days out in advance on what you're taking. But those are kind of the games I like to win. So, All right, Sunday, I'll disagree with you. I'll go Minnesota over Chicago. That's a perfect game for Minnesota, who's supposed to be in the playoffs, uh, to you know start rebounding against a team like Chicago. Uh, so, But Chicago, you know, there's always those young teams that surprise. Um, so shifting on to Major League Baseball here, um, we're doing strictly baseball. That's where I'll rant about the Yankees. I'm not going to do it here. 
um, but they they got swept. Um, I you know I, I picked the Astros in the series, uh, but the, you know but the, they got swept. And then the Phillies, uh, I was wrong about the NLCS. Now, <laughs> Rory's going to rip me a new one. Uh, I get that on strictly baseball. And and the thing is about the Phillies, I said I was crossing hairs. But one thing I said was that Philadelphia home crowd. And look what it did for them. I mean, oh, my goodness. That scene with Bryce Harper, let me tell you this, that man is the definition of a superstar. And I would even go as far as to say, and I'll say it on Strictly Baseball too, best player in baseball. He's playing with a torn UCL. He's DHing. They're not letting him play the field because he can't throw. He's hitting 450 or something like that with six bombs in the playoffs. Big hit in the game before uh, game five, in game four and game five, the go-ahead home run in the eighth inning against a lefty who hadn't allowed a home run all season to a lefty went oppo against a lefty to go ahead. Phillies win, go to the championships uh, to the World Series, and this is a kid who, 16 years old, on the cover of Sports Illustrated, all the way now and leading a team to a championship, backing up the contract, owning the city. He's the opposite of what Aaron Judge was in the ALCS. But going into the World Series, having said all that, like the energy that the Phillies have, if there was anything that could take down the Astros and the, and the swag that they have in the playoffs, because you can't – listen, 2017 they cheated. And everyone who tells me I can't get over that, I don't care. They cheated. It's still the facts. They cheated. 2018 they lost. 2019 – Okay, that's where you can get conspiracy and all that. But, you know, we heard baseball gave them immunity about 18 and 19 if they talked about 17. Nobody wants to mention that little fact. You know, everyone calls me a whiny Yankee fan for bringing that up. But 19, they won. Okay, give them that. 20, they lost. 21, they went back. They lost again. Now they're back again. Six straight ALCSs. They didn't lose a game in the postseason thus far. Seven straight postseason wins is impressive. Their pitching is deep. They don't just have four starting pitchers. They've got like seven or eight. They have home field advantage, but that I just, I went against the Phillies before and I don't want to do it again. I feel like they get to Philadelphia and they're going to do it. And I'm going to go against the grain. This will make you money too. Cause the Phillies aren't favored. I'd take the Phillies in a nail biter and take them to win the world series. So you kind of started doing it on an analytical aspect of, you know, matchup versus matchup a little bit. And then you got to my point, the vibes. I hate using that word, but the vibes. Give me the Phillies. I love the Phillies and the atmosphere. But to another point, though, I really am rooting for Bryce Harper. This is his chance to get his World Series. This is a chance for him to win one. Um, you never know when you're going to be able to go back to these, whether it's a Super Bowl, a World Series, whatever it is. Houston's proven they can get back to it on a regular basis, but this is the first time the Phillies have shown that they can get there, and they, they're there. Take advantage of the opportunity. Let's capitalize on this. Bryce Har- Harper, World Series, Phillies, uh, Philadelphians going to go electric. They're already starting the party. That World Series is coming to it. Give it to me. Oh, yeah. I mean, first time in 11 years in the postseason, so you talk about take advantage of it. Yeah. I mean, since 2009. Um, so that's crazy. Um, I had a thought. Your team right now is essentially playing with house money, to your point. They haven't been in the postseason like that in like, like 10 years. And you're at the World Series. You're now playing with house money. You essentially got nothing to lose. 
even though you, you kind of do, but you essentially have nothing to lose. Give me the team that has essentially nothing to lose with the great atmosphere, Philadelphia back in them, the entire city. I don't like Houston. I'll throw that in there just so everyone's aware. I don't like them, but give me Philadelphia. All right. Yeah, we're both going Phillies. I'm, I, I know Rory well on Strictly Baseball. And uh, once again, you can check that out and this podcast out on any podcast platform. Um, like I said, I'm, I'm not really touching NBA. Um, you know, no other sports really. I mean, we had Sports Equinox this week. That was cool having everything on at once, even though I wasn't watching basketball. But 26th time ever. It's still history. That was pretty cool. Uh, any parlays, anything extra this week? Um, I will, I will say no. I want to say yes, but I want to say no. I'm going to give CMC an anytime touchdown just coming up. Um, he didn't have much. He was on a snap count just because it was a new, new system, new, you know, everything for him last week. But uh, bounce back week, they're going to need him for him this week. They've lost two in a row. I expect him to get an anytime touchdown. They're definitely going to want to put the ball in his hands and definitely have him provide. But, um. Other than that, no, it's a little early in the week for me to kind of feel that little bit, and I'm trying to been avoiding them a little bit, like I was saying. But um, one thing that we kind of—I know we said we're not really doing NBA, but we do have uh, college basketball right around the corner, so maybe we can start getting into that a little bit and highlight that. Yeah, that, that's something I'm really into, and we we said I still like that. that. Yeah. Yes. No, no. I know. I know you do, but I'm saying that's something that we can start talking about a little bit. We'll start highlighting that maybe next week, just before the season tips off. All righty, yeah, it's a good plan, and uh, hopefully it'll be another good week of sports, strictly sports. We also uploaded one last week. We'll have another one this week um, where CJ and I went into the NHL in the first five games of the season and then talked about the McCaffrey trade and everything like that, uh, and then about the college rankings changing as well. Um, and, yeah, so if you like this pod, share it, like it, comment. Um, we really appreciate it. It helps us out a lot. Um, on uh, social media, on, on the podcast platform itself, really helps us. And for the people that keep uh, that keep listening, you know, the friends that still texting me that they're listening, it's a good feeling that uh, that you guys are still supporting. And uh, we're gonna keep making these for you. Um, so you can follow us on Twitter at Strictly Sports P on Facebook and Instagram at Strictly Sports Productions, um, and that'll do it. So for Tyler Fabian, I'm Jacob Brown, and we will see you next week.